Hey, howdy, hey, everyone, and welcome to episode 11 of Rudy's Roundup, an all-things Disney podcast. I'm your host, Travis Rude, and on this episode of Rudy's Roundup, we are going to visit another chapter in our Just a Walt in the Park segment. This will be another mini-sode, which means it's not going to be as long as our normal episodes, but still will be packed full of information and fun, and hopefully you enjoy listening to it. Our first chapter of Just a Walt in the Park focused around General Joe Potter and his window on Main Street and what contributions he made to Disney World itself. And we are going to keep in that theme on this episode by diving into another window on Main Street. This window on the second floor above the Emporium, which is looking down Main Street toward the castle, reads, Dolls by Miss Joyce, Doll Maker for the World. Shops in New York, California, Florida, Japan, and Paris. Owner and founder, Joyce Carlson. So as you might have guessed, today we are going to be learning a little bit more and looking into the contributions made by Joyce Carlson to the Disney company. Joyce Carlson was born March 16, 1923, in Racine, Wisconsin, and she passed away January 2, 2008, in Orlando, Florida. Now, Joyce Carlson's contributions are not just to Disney World. In fact, as the inscription on the window stated by listing places such as New York, California, Florida, Japan, and Paris, she had an impact on many areas in the world. And it's funny that I should use the word world because those of you that don't know Joyce Carlson, she's responsible for creating the prototype dolls used in It's a Small World. The song that everybody loves. And when I was a kid, it was our first ride when we would get to Disney World. So let's dive in and learn a little bit more about Joyce Carlson on our Just a Walt in the Park segment. Joyce Carlson is responsible for creating the prototype dolls that were used in It's a Small World. But as with most people that are memorialized on the windows, there was a broad impact on the Disney company. And Joyce joined the Walt Disney Studios in Burbank, California in 1944. And while she was there, she started out in the traffic department and basically what the traffic department was it was the department that would deliver pencils pens other necessities to the various departments in the studios and she caught the eye of some people at the studios who noticed that she was very detail oriented Uh, she had a good eye 
um, and was very, very steady when it came to drawing or inking. And in an effort to get herself noticed, she created a pen and ink portfolio of drawings and sketches she made after working at the studios for several months. She then presented it to her employers, who in turn hired her into a position in the Disney Studios Ink and Paint Department. Now, the Ink and Paint Department was nicknamed the Nunnery. And it was nicknamed the Nunnery because many of its employees were female. And those females in the Nunnery, or the Ink and Paint Department, were known to work multiple 12, 14, or 16-hour days in order to help the Disney Studios get their feature films done on time. So already, you're starting to see Joyce Carlson's contributions. So some of her first work in the ink and paint department was during the critical World War II time. And that was when Disney was producing training films made for the United States Army. And a lot of you who know your Disney history know that Walt took the contracts to make those films to help supplement income lost during the war. Now, Joyce didn't stop there. She was soon promoted to feature films, and she worked on feature films for over 16 years. And some of her credits on the feature films that she worked for, many of you out there know and love, The Three Caballeros, a tiny film named Cinderella, Another small one, uh, a few of you may have heard, Sleeping Beauty. And if you've been listening to the podcast, you'll know it's my wife's favorite ride. She was on the film Peter Pan. And then she made the jump to lead ink artist in the credits for Lady and the Tramp, which premiered in 1955. So you can see... From 44, when she was working on the Army or the Walt Disney produced training films for the Army during World War II to 1955's feature film Lady and the Tramp, in 11 years, she had made a significant jump. In 1960, she made another jump. And it was more so of a necessity job change. So in 1960... The inkers or the employees in that ink and paint department were beginning to be replaced by a new animation process called the Xerox electrostatic process. And that's what transferred the sketches that the animators made or the drawings directly to cells. And so Joyce moved to Walt Disney Imagineering which, of course, was formerly Wed Enterprises, Walter Elias Disney. And here she makes a connection with two people in particular that she would credit for being mentors later on in her career. They were co-Disney legends Mary Blair and Mark Davis. And when she met Mary and Mark, their job 
at Walt Disney Imagineering that they were currently working on at the time was they were developing or creating miniature prototypes of attractions. Now, some of these attractions would go on to be used at the 1964 World's Fair pavilions. And the 1964 World's Fair, obviously, you made the tie-in to Small World. That's where that debuted. Now, Joyce, along with Mary and Mart, were part of a group that was invited to New York to install a small world. And so she was one of the originals that got to work on a small world from its beginnings, from literal prototypes and designs to the first installation at the 1964 World's Fair in New York. You begin to kind of see already the impact she has in 20 years from 44 to 64. And like I said, we all know the ride. We all love the song. We all want to hear more of the song and wish it could be played at every part. But she was instrumental in designing those many, many dolls that you see when you're riding Small World in the little boat as you go country to country. And I find it fascinating when you look at some of the backstories on some of these Disney legends. You know, General Joe Potter was established well before Walt met him at the World's Fair. Joyce Carlson, who took the job in 44 only because she needed the work and where she started delivering supplies, pencils, mail, pens to the different studios at Disney Studios in Burbank to becoming an employee of the Ink and Paint Department to joining Walt Disney Imagineering to meeting Mary Blair and Mark Davis and how all these things happen and how she got noticed because of her attention to detail, her steady hand when she was an anchor, and her attitude or her desire to build her own portfolio to show off, to try to advance in the company, which paid off. With the hard work that she put in, she transferred to Wet Enterprises in 62, after working on 101 Dalmatians in 1961, that was her last feature film that she worked on. Joining Wet Enterprises allowed her to begin working on different projects for Walt Disney Imagineering. Once she transferred to Wet Enterprises, she was able to begin working on different projects. And her story really takes a turn as she began working on projects for the upcoming 1964-1965 World's Fair in New York. And this is where you start to see what she would become mainly known for. She worked on the models for the Progress Land Pavilion at the World's Fair, 
including my dad's favorite, one of my favorites, General Electric's Carousel of Progress. So again, if you remember, Carousel of Progress was initially built for the World's Fair, and it was sponsored by General Electric. So Joyce had a hand in working on the original Carousel of Progress that was displayed and used and shown off at the New York World's Fair. And Joyce has given interviews or talked about her time with the Disney company. And when you look at those interviews and you read about them and things like that, some of the fun stuff that, that sticks out is she recalls using a co-worker's earring collection as models for lamps and other room decor. And you see that imagination side or that quick thinking side of her where everywhere you look, something could be an inspiration to you. But of course, her biggest contribution at that World's Fair and, and on in Disney history was her involvement in making It's a Small World come true. We talked about how she met Mary Blair and Mark Davis. She got to work side-by-side side with them on the project. And she worked on the original model at the World's Fair. And she also worked on the attraction and many of the dolls inside. And what I think speaks to her love and her her real happiness is the fact that as she was working on Small World, she took full advantage of being able to work on the painting of the small props for the attraction. So she got to go back to her love of being an ink and painter. And because of her contribution to the World's Fair, Small World especially, she was among a small number of artists that Walt sent to New York to install It's a Small World. So not only did she get to work on the original design and the original plans for it, she was sent there to do the installation. And following the New York World's Fair, where so many things that Disney had on display were such a huge, huge hit. She was also on the team that helped move the attraction to Disneyland. And of course, when you work that much time on a project, you're going to become an expert on it. And with the expertise she displayed, she helped create new versions that I've ridden numerous times in Magic Kingdom. And also at Tokyo Disneyland when that opened in 1983. So the next time you're at a park and, and you're looking at Small World and you know what you're in for, if you haven't been and haven't had a chance to ride it, I love the historical aspect of it. I love what it stands for when it comes to imagination and what that ride meant. 
just a, a unifying of different cultures and things like that. And in my mind, I see Walt riding it at Disneyland, surrounded by children from so many different countries. You know who one of the many people to thank for that ride is. Joyce Carlson. She worked for over 56 years for the Walt Disney Company. And she was the first woman to make the 50 and 55-year service milestone. She became a Disney legend in 2000, and she continued consulting and sharing her knowledge with the young artist tasked with upkeeping the attractions until 2006. And because of what initially was Joyce Carlson's design work and ideas and thoughts on the project, there are five It's a Small World attractions all around the world. And one of the many people we owe so many memories and laughs and and just enjoyment on a ride that has become synonymous with Disneyland and Disney World and all the other Disney parks around the world. We owe a huge thank you to Joyce Carlson and obviously so many Imagineers that made it happen. So the next time you're walking down Main Street and you look up and you're checking out all the windows, be sure to take a look at the second floor above the Emporium and you'll see Joyce's window. And when you get off the ride and for the next three, four, five hours and you hear that melody in your head, just think back and think of the passion that went into it when you're looking at all the dolls and props. And just say thank you to Joyce Carlson for all the work and the love she put in this passion project. Thank you guys for tuning in to another episode of Rudy's Roundup on All Things Disney Podcast. Once again, I can't thank you all enough for the support you've shown me and the show and the happiness it brings me to talk to you about these things. And also the happiness it brings me to be able to research these things and learn so much about them as I go. Because it is not only a passion project for me, when I do these mini or any segment that I do, I get the privilege of diving deep and trying to learn more about it than I did when I started. So thank you again for all the support. Don't forget, you can find us on Facebook at Rudy's Roundup and All Things Disney Podcast. We're on Twitter at Rudy's Roundup. Instagram, we're Rudy's Roundup. And you can also email the show at rudysroundup at gmail.com. Tune in next week for another episode where we'll talk, you guessed it, more Disney. Thanks for listening. I appreciate it, and we'll see you real soon. Thank you.